This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries. Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministries. And I thank you for joining me again. We've been getting together twice a week here on Metro FM trying to understand more of how the book of Revelation applies to our lives. I know, big book, right? Not a lot here that can be said so quickly. And so we'll continue to go and sometimes break this off in sections uh, just when points need to be made or something of a principle or something that challenges us in how we think and how we see Jesus, how we see the churches, and there's so many road stops along the way. But if you enjoy this with me, then it's going to be a good path, a good journey. You're going to glean something every time you read the book of Revelation. Just like with all of the other studies we've done, you're going to gather information each time, layer upon layer. And the next time you read this book or any of the other books we've gone through, you will be surprised how this information rises back to the surface. It's amazing. And you will develop an appetite for it yourselves. Today we're going through verses 9 through 14. 9 through 14 in chapter 1 of Revelation. So if you're joining us for the first time, go ahead and get your Bibles out. If you're from the WhatsApp group, you've already received the notes and you can continue to write down things that you hear here than what you see on the notes. You can expound upon it or emphasize it and you can also review it later, right? So soon as this is broadcast, um, a short time thereafter, it will be sent to the WhatsApp group so that they can connect with it on a podcast and be able to hear it again. And if you want to join the WhatsApp group, this is a time to prepare also. Have a pen and paper, and at the end of the message, I will give you the phone number for the WhatsApp group so you can join. When I see any new members join, I will resend the notes and, of course, the link to the podcast, which is basically this broadcast uh, again at your with your ability to listen to it as often as you want. So is everybody there? Revelation chapter 1. We're continuing on and we're going to read from the King James first. Verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. 
And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with the paps, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Amen. Now, whether you've heard this before, we're going to pause right there. The description continues on, but we're going to pause there because the things we're going to discuss are within this set that we've read today. I encourage you to read the entire chapter every time we're getting together. Just read the entire chapter. You will recall what we've already shared and you will be able to load in the information so that when we expound upon it, you will see things a little more clearly each time. It is a little bit different, so give yourself a break. But we're going to talk about a few of these things that are mentioned here. Remember, we talked about John being put out on the island of Patmos, and here's where it expresses that. Because of the Word of God he was teaching and the testimony he was sharing, this was his form of uh, it was persecution, but he wasn't martyred. He was just sent to an island, basically, to die away from everyone so he couldn't spread that word. Well, contrary to what the enemy thought, God was going to use this to share with him things that would be written and become the book of Revelation. You see, just in that principle, what may have looked like a large ending or a big ending, maybe even, maybe even a disappointment, for John, whereas the other apostles had been being martyred, John was cast to an island. Think about the human struggle, not just being on an island away from everybody, but feeling as if everyone else was worthy to be martyred and here you were just sent to an island. A person who wants to preach the gospel, a person who wants to share the truth about Jesus Christ and you're sent away from everyone where you can't share that. Can you imagine the human struggle in the midst of all of that? Now we see it from a different perspective because we're looking back. But can you imagine how John may have felt had he not had such strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Now none of his struggle that I'm discussing is even mentioned so we can't um, it can't imply that it happened with the exception of the human factor. But as human beings, we know the struggle's real. And oftentimes things happen to us that can affect us and cause us to wrestle between who we are in the spirit and who we are in the flesh. The flesh wars against the spirit. And in that struggle, May this time together and this section of the Bible encourage you. May it encourage you as I'm sure John was encouraged by the Spirit of God. That what seems like an end can be a new beginning. What seems like isolation can be solitude. A time where Jesus can talk with you and explain things to you and strengthen you and use you in a mighty way that could affect the rest of your life and many more people 
than you could have if you were on the same path. I just want to encourage you with that right now in the midst of all this. Um, there are a number of cross-references that are listed in the notes. And again, if you join the WhatsApp group, you can get the notes. But let's talk about this. In verses 13 and 14, I paused on purpose. This man, like a son of man, is Jesus himself. And the title Son of Man occurs many times in the New Testament in reference to Jesus as the Messiah. Now, John recognized Jesus because he lived with him for three years and had seen him both as the Galilean preacher and as the glorified Son of God at the Transfiguration. You can go back to Matthew chapter 17 for that. It's verses 1 through 8. Now, here Jesus appears as the mighty Son of Man. His white hair indicates his wisdom and divine nature. His blazing eyes symbolize judgment of all evil, and the golden sash around his chest reveals him as the high priest who goes into God's presence to obtain forgiveness for sin of those who have believed in him. Now pause right there as we're seeing this description of Jesus. Remember that John is trying to describe him the best he can as a human being. He's seeing things in the spirit realm and it is so difficult to see things in the supernatural spiritual level and use this limited mind to try to express to other people what it is you're seeing. So what you see described in Revelation are the attempts of a man to express to you what he's seeing in the spirit realm. And so when you know that, this is symbolism. You know, he's seeing the white hair representing, like we said, the wisdom, um, the, the divine nature, how pure white it is. This is the way John's trying to express to you. So keep that in mind. I know many people have discussed these things and taken it down a whole nother rabbit trail. And it might even sound good, but study the Word of God for yourself. Study the Word of God for yourself. As the high priest, you have to understand the manners and customs of the Jewish people to know about the high priest and what that significance is. As we read Revelation, as we share this, even in the short time we have here, I encourage you to keep reading this chapter, reading the notes, looking at the cross-references. It really doesn't take that long to look at cross-references. And some of them are going to stand out to you versus others. What I used to do is read each one, flip to each one. It gets you very familiar with your Bible. And I would underline or highlight ones that really stood out to me and then go through them all so quickly. And then at the end, I would, after I was finished all my cross-references, I would look at those specific verses that stood out to me. And you will get a lot, a lot out of that process because you're seeking God diligently. When you seek His face, He is a rewarder to those who seek Him. Amen. What forms your impression right now when you think of Jesus Christ? What forms your impression of Him right now?
because revelation will change your mental picture of him. Do you think of him as paintings or movies, maybe Sunday school art? Is this how you picture him? Don't feel bad if you do. Many of us have that impression. We want to think of something. We feel like we have to think of something. But something that should shatter some of those impressions is the Bible says he was a comely in appearance, which means very normal. And so all these paintings of him being so handsome and all this, he was not for the sake of not being a distraction. He was not this wonderfully handsome expression of a human being. He was very common in appearance. So again, challenge how you see Jesus. And Revelation will definitely challenge that. Now, do you ever picture Jesus with a gold sash and snow white woolly hair? Maybe you've seen such a painting and you do picture him that way, but oftentimes think people think of him with the brown hair and a brown beard and and uh, maybe a white robe, you know, or a white garment, but the gold sash, that's significant. And the snow white hair is significant. This is Jesus revealing things to John on the island of Patmos. Powerful. Do his eyes flash fire and his feet glow like bronze? When you picture Jesus, is this how you picture him? Remember, this is symbolism. His bronze feet and his eyes of fire. Obviously, eyes of fire are not natural. Do you know any red-eyed people that is natural? No, of course, it's always imagery. It's always referring to something. So the same way, his feet glowing like bronze. When you imagine Jesus speaking to you, does his voice thunder like the mighty ocean waves? Think about it. Does that invoke reverence, reverential fear? Not like you're afraid, but just such a high sensation of respect for who he is and what he's done and what he represents. Reevaluate the way you think of Jesus as you read and study Revelation. Allow his powerful presence to transform your life because these things are real. The way he's described is real. It's talking about his character. It's talking about his coming. It's talking about his omnipresence, his omnipotence. He is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Wow. Now, when you read this in our notes, look at the Amplified Version and consider what it's saying there. It can often express things in a more powerful way, and sometimes it just says the same thing, especially with the book of Revelation, because the symbolism that's implied is worth studying. And if you look at the cross-references, you will see how these symbolic expressions and this vision that John was given is something developed throughout the Bible in emphasis of his character in representation of who he is and the role he plays in our salvation. Very powerful 
very powerful. As we're going through chapter, the chapters of Revelation, we saw the introduction and, and John saluting the seven churches is the section where we're going to come up to where we're talking in, verse, in chapter 4. And then we're going to talk about chapter 7, the coming of Christ and His glorious power and His majesty. And we're going to see how this book unfolds. But think about how you see Jesus today. Think about how you see Jesus today. And then consider the role He plays in your life. The goal with these studies isn't always to come to a conclusion by the end of the 20 minutes. It's to stimulate thought. It's to challenge things that you've been hearing or things that have been shared with you. It's to grow you in discipleship. And that will always confront the image you have of Him, the character you have of Him, the teachings you've been taught. You know, when we are children, we accept whatever our parents share with us. And God willing, you're in an environment that supports and encourages you and feeds you the right information and guides you. And there's information that your parents share that you learn later in life and you remember. But we have to own the information that we know. And by studying it out, you can own it. You can say the Bible says this. And it can challenge things you might have been taught that weren't exactly true. And sometimes um, things were definitely not true. And you'll see that. But you can own and grow in the Lord. You can own the things you study yourself. Amen. Now, as we're going through this, if you do want all the things I talked about, you can write down this number, 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. That's the WhatsApp group. You can join that group. You can also just search us as DHL Ministries, and you'll find us on YouTube. You'll find us, you'll be able to have a link to the podcast as well. Just look up DHL Ministries. And if you've listened to this whole thing and you're not sure if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, A, B, C it. Guys, we do this every time, and it's because it's that important. A, just admit you're a sinner, that you're not living the life God's called you to live. B, believe, not just with your mind, but in your actions. That Jesus Christ died for your sins. Rely upon that truth. Depend upon that truth as much as you can right now. As you learn more, you'll be more committed in your heart. But depend upon that truth and see, confess. Tell someone of your decision to follow Jesus. Or your realization that maybe you weren't saved and now you are and you want to grow in discipleship. And you can join us here twice a week. We're here on Wednesday evenings and Sunday mornings. And you can get fed this word. You can break it down. You can join the WhatsApp group. And you can get the notes. And you can read and study the notes. We're thankful for Radio Box transmitting this signal from Metro FM to reach more and more people around the world. We're grateful for Metro FM giving us these time slots and understanding our situations and supporting us in this endeavor. And we're thankful that you tune in and that you hear this and you receive this. It's not meant to be a large broadcast. This is meant to reach those people with ears that hear and eyes that see and a heart willing to obey. I hope you're challenged by the book of Revelation and by every study we do. And I hope that through joining the WhatsApp group, you get the notes and you study to see if this is true for yourself. It is amazing to be in fellowship with you. And the world has many challenges, but I can 
believe that you are growing and prospering in the midst of all these challenges. And I pray God's protection over your life. In Jesus' name, amen.